Okay, starting off with the nugget. With Jesus. With Jesus, prayer always... With Jesus, prayer always precedes service. With Jesus, prayer always precedes service. Think about that. He always prayed before he went out. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So as we look to your word this evening, Lord, we're asking, Father God, that our hearts and minds, Father God, are fertile for your word. And we thank you, Lord, as we hear this word, Father God, uh, we will be able to set it to motion, Father God, uh, in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I believe we've all heard the familiar phrase, he's a legend in his own mind. He's a legend in his own mind. In other words, they think more highly of themselves than others. Uh, how true this is of many individuals. Unfortunately, though, this includes some Christians. This is self-deception. Uh, is a curse. And it leads to much self-presumption. You presume a lot about yourselves. Uh, spiritual, spirit, boy, spiritual maturity Deception is a leading factor in many Christians today. They know it all, they presume it all, they tell it all. They have big e egos and a critical spirit, normally. Uh, so is there a way to tell a person's spiritual level? Is there a way, is there a way to, we can tell a person's spiritual level? Or mature le level, or have we, or have you ever um, wanted to know where you are in your spiritual growth? How would you like to grade yourself on your spiritual growth tonight? So I'm going to have a few few things, and at the end of each section, I'll give you a chance to write down from one to ten where you feel you're in that location. I'm not going to ask you to hand it in, but uh, you're going to. Grade yourself and see how well you're doing. Some, no, you don't have to show me. All you have to be is truthful with the Lord because that's the only way you're going to be able to grow. <laughs> okay. Um, are there ways to examine or measure just how developed we are? We're going to find out, hopefully. When it comes to spiritual growth or maturity, there are attributes that will indicate our progress, our progression in spiritual growth. So we're going to be looking at some attributes tonight. These are not necessarily new ideas, uh, but they are keys to a foundation. Okay. Let's turn to John, the book of John, chapter 8. That's the book of John, chapter 8. John chapter 8, uh, Jesus is speaking, John chapter 8, looking at verse 31. Uh, and Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him. Notice that, those Jews that believed on him. 
So these weren't the outsiders. These are people that believed on him. If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples. So I'm going to read it from the Amplified. So Jesus said unto those Jews who had believed on him, If you abide in my word, hold fast to my teachings, and live according in accordance to, with them, you are truly my disciples. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we're seeing here, this is Jesus' words, and he's speaking to who? Believers. All right. Now let's go to the 15th chapter of John. In the 15th chapter of John, this time we will go to verse 8. Again, Jesus speaking. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. So if we have fruit, we're his disciples. Looking from that, uh, looking at that from the Amplified, verse 8 again. When you bear or produce much fruit, my Father is honored and glorified, and you show and prove yourselves to be true followers of mine. Whoa. Now, this is not where we start evaluating ourselves. We're going to start. That was just the, the kickoff, okay? This is the first one. We must be engaged in studying the Scriptures. So, since we're in the New Testament, let's go to the book of Romans. Find the book of Romans in chapter 12. Uh, again, these are, like I said, these are foundations that we all know. They're familiar with it. Most of it are familiar with this. Uh, Romans chapter 12, looking at verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Present our what? Our bodies, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So this is a service. Are we doing this? Verse 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Whoa. Okay. That sounds, uh, that gives us something there. Let's go on to, let's go to almost to the end of the Bible, and you'll find the book of uh, first. Uh, 3 John, that's 3 John this time. 3 John chapter 3. Well, 3 John, pardon me, there's no chapter 3. 3 John, verse 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. For I rejoice greatly in the brethren when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in truth, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. So it, we're seeing here that we need to walk in truth. In other words, we need to walk in the word. Okay, so we see that Romans 12, 1 and 2, we need to conform to it. We, now we need to walk in the word. Let's go all the way back to the Old Testament, and we will look at the book of Joshua. And... And you'll know where I'm going, Joshua. Chapter 1. Verse 8. This book, Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe 
to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Uh, from the Amplified, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, for, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Glory to God. So, that, so we see here it's the Word, studying the Scriptures, being transformed or directed by the Word of God, Romans, Romans 8 says. Receiving the Word and applying the Word in one life shows some progress. So if we're receiving the Word and beginning to apply it, we're showing some progress. This indicates that there is a hunger and thirst in the individual for the things of God that brings about growth. Glory to God. By not having a hungry and by not having hunger and thirst for the word, it shows someone who is mediocre to the things of God and has a tendency, or we have a tendency, to put our focus focuses on other thing other things than God. So in your estimation in this first section, from 1 to 10, where do you grade yourself in what we just said? I'm not going to tell you where I was. <laughs> and it wasn't at the top of the chart either. Okay. Uh, some of you, I hope you got the... Uh, got the uh, Number, I gave you enough time to put down a number. I hope it wasn't below one. <laughs> okay, and I'm, I'm hoping it was on a high scale, but I don't know where you're at, so, you know. <laughs> Mike, watch what you say. Your works can condemn you. <laughs> you're, throwing, you're throwing yourself. <laughs> oh, can't be mice. All right, good. Okay. I'm sorry you corrected me. Thank you. Okay, secondly, let's look at the second thing that, uh, that uh, we need to apply. Spiritual growth calls for obedience and self-denial. Obedience and self-denial. People that progress in their faith will prioritize God's desire over their wills. You'll prioritize God's will over your own desires. So, let's now turn to the book of Mark. And you want to find the third book of Mark. That's Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3. Look at the last verse of Mark chapter 3. It says, Jesus speaking, For whosoever shall do the will of God is the same as my brother, my sister, and my mother. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Calling us a brother or sister if we're doing the will of God. Now let's go to the Old Testament and find Isaiah chapter 1. Now all these scriptures are, should be familiar to you. In Isaiah chapter 1. Verse 19, it says, If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. So this, this, there is an obedience. When, when we have obedience and, and self-denial, um, we will eat the good of the land. 
the transform, your transformation or my transforma transformation can be seen because they progressively set aside earthly, you progressively set aside earthly delights for God's priorities. Okay? If there is an indifference to this, that means there's stubbornness. And we should not find stubbornness in our lives. So, with that mind and thought, go with me now to the book of... See if I can find him. Amos. Amos, he is right after Joel. Who's in front of Obadiah, so that gives you a good place. Amos chapter 6. Are you ready? Amos chapter 6, we want to look at verse 1. Woe to them that are at ease in Zion. Now what's Zion? Today is Zion is the church. And trust in the mountain of Samaria, Samaria, who are careless and feel secure. Woe unto you that are at ease and feel secure. Uh-oh. The noble men of the chief because chosen by God of the nations of whom the house of Israel comes. In other words, it says, Woe unto you who are at ease in church, who feel secure. Woe. Wow. Why? Because we are, we feel that we're born again and we don't have to, you know, a lot of people, a lot of Christians, remember going back to, we'll go back to the, this Christian that we thought, who thinks more of himself, that they are, you know, highly above others. They think higher, you know, well, you know, that's babies. You're talking baby stuff to me. You know, I, I know what you're talking about. I understand that I'm at this level and you're at this level. Well, a lot of Christians feel like they talk down to you. It says, woe unto you. If you're, you're, you're in a church and you're feeling secure, you're going to have some problems. Now let's turn to the book of Matthew. Uh, this will cover the same place. Um, same thought, I should say. In the book of Matthew, chapter 24. In Matthew, chapter 24. And we live in this day, so Jesus, again, Jesus is speaking. That's Matthew, chapter 24, looking at verse 12. And because of iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. So, as we see, the, we are in the days when iniquity has just blown all over the place. The love of many have, have waxed cold. How many, how many can think of Christians that were really on fire a few years back, but are not, not even uh, attending church? They're, you know, doing... Doing the things they did before they got saved, you know, I can think of a few people that uh, that attended this church at one time that were really hot on fire, you know. They, but then they drifted out and got to do this and that, and pretty soon they just completely left. You know, and you wonder 
Where, where's your thought life? You, you were told these things. Uh, keep strong in the last days, you know. As you see the day quickly approach, you need to be strong and steadfast in the things of God, but they have drifted away. Because of the iniquity, well, the world's getting away with it. Oh, I see that Christian. He used to go to church too, and, and he, we believe the same way, but now he can go out there and party and drink and, you know, do all those other things. Well, why can't I? You know, you know. God is not a respecter of persons, so he's allowing them to do it. I can do it too. That's some of these thoughts, their thoughts. Or, you know, you know God's not going to come for a while. I, gotta, I can do what I want, and then when it's time to change, I'll change. So we, some people don't know when they're going. You remember when, God, when Jesus told about the story of the, the rich man who had, had uh, tr treasures, and he says, well, I, I've got so much treasure, I've got to build another barn to put it in. And what did the Lord say? You fool, tonight is your time. What happened? The man didn't make it. His thoughts were only on worldly things. We, our, our thoughts need to be always up on God, always on the Lord Jesus. When he's going to return, we need to be... I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but we need to be on fire. Okay. Okay. That, that ends the second portion. Are you in obedience and have self-denial? Or are you on a, on a teeter-totter between five and four, five and six? It doesn't get any higher than five because you're, you know, we're teeter-tottering. So, I don't know. You might be up there by nine. You know, you're doing real good in that area. You're willing and obedient, whatever is called upon. Whenever you're called upon, yes, yes, I can do it. You know why I can do it? Because God is with me. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. I volunteer. I can take that. I can take that on. Look at all the volunteers out there. See? <laughs> so where are you at in that spiritual growth of spiritual, spiritual uh, obedience and self or self-denial? Where are you? Okay, let's go thirdly. I mean, we, got, we can't have too many hang-ups here, right? Next one. Third. Uh, is being a servant. In other words, we need to serve others. When Jesus bathed the, the, the disciples' feet, he says, you know, go and do likewise. And how many people are doing likewise? You know, Jesus did this, and uh, Jesus bent over his, because he bent over and did, did what it needed to do. He went the extra mile with people. How many of us are, are bending over backwards to help that, that stranger out? Or going with somebody else the extra mile? Well, I, I know, you're, I, I know you're, you're having problems. And just let me pray with you. Let's go. Let's do this thing together. We can accomplish it. You can accomplish it. We can do it together and be good. Are you being a servant to others? Do you remember the other one? I, we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The uh, Good Samaritan. You had two other people that, before the Samaritan came along, one was a priest and one was a Pharisee. They were both, and you could say, they were both in the same religion, but neither one of them touched this 
this fellow that fell into robbers. But it was a non-believer, that Samaritan, that helped out this other person. And he wasn't even of that, quote, religion. Hello. Just as Jesus said, he that comes to serve, just as Jesus said, he had come to serve and not to be served. So we as believers must do the same. We are called to serve. How are you serving lately? The choice is to serve others, and that's a choice. You have a choice to serve others. You don't have to, but Jesus kind of said, you know, if you do it, you'd be blessed. This choice of being serving others shows or highlights your maturity level. That's your mind, your, your, your legal aspects, your, your thinking are beginning to move in, in godly, uh, godly direction if you begin to serve others. Now, if it's, it's, if it's all I, me, you are still in the devil's state of, you know, that's what the devil said, I, me, I, me. We need to get into God's thinking. I need to serve. I need to help. The transfor- your transformation is evident when your personal needs, even your life goals, are set aside for the needs of others. Do you see others having, having a need that you need to help fulfill or help them fulfill their needs? Or is it your need first? Come help me, and when I get it done, I'll come help you. Even though that other person is further down, down the tubes than you are. Okay. When we are capable of doing this on a case, uh, consistent basis, that means helping others, we are beginning to thrive in our spiritual growth. Okay, thirdly, how is your serving from 1 to 10? Your papers will be handed in at the end of the <laughs> One to ten. How are you serving? Boy, you wouldn't want to see my paperwork. <laughs> okay. Fourth. We'll go to the fourth thing. We're halfway done. Oh, I, I didn't want to get too much because it was a lot of pressure on me doing this. <laughs> fourth. Are you ready for this one? Spiritual growth. This is a hot and heavy one. Spiritual growth. Do you really have some spiritual growth? Here it is. Are you sharing the Lord Jesus Christ with others? Being a disciple of Jesus Christ is to make others disciples of Christ. Sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is a necessity. It's a necessity. It's not, it's a, in fact, it's a command. Transformation, your transformation is evident when you when you talk and share the good news of the gospel with others. Mark chapter 16, you already know that. Mark chapter, chapter 16, verse 15. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel or tell the gospel. Are you doing that? Are we behind the scenes? You know, you, now, I will say you can be, be behind the scenes if you are praying when others go out. 
you know, like a, like a, if you were ill or something, you couldn't go out, you can, at that, from this time to this time, when they were going out, or people are going out uh, to witness, you need to be praying. Okay. Acts chapter 8, uh, pardon me, Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, And ye shall be witness unto me, both in Ju uh, Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria, and to under, unto all the other parts of the earth. And he's saying, we need to go out. If you can't go out, maybe you're giving money to, to the missionaries. That's sending them out. They're going into the world. So you're doing your part there, okay? But you, you still need to do, do a lot of praying here. How many, how many pray over their, their, their mission? Well, I'm not going to have you raise your hand. But I know, I know we pray over, over the tithes and offerings, but how many specifically when it comes to your, your giving, like on, on missions, Lord... I'm believing that these finances will help the missionaries bring in 100 souls. You know, if you put in $5, $10, go say a dollar a soul. Okay, you're, if you, you have to pray that. You, you, you're, remember, you're, you are giving, but you have to direct your giving. So I want souls for the finances I'm sowing into, the, into this. Okay. Okay. Proverbs 11, verse 30, it says, He that winneth souls is wise. He that winneth souls is wise. Just how wise or, are, just how wise or mature are some people who say they are mature? A lot of people say, well, you know, I'm mature. You're not, you know, but how mature are they? Are they going out? Sharing the good news of the gospel. If they're not sharing the good news of the gospel, sharing it with people that are lost, they are not mature. It says a mature person will go out and do it. Hello? I said, well, you don't know, I, you don't know my situation and circumstances. God does. Okay? Just how wise, okay. Just how wise or mature are, are some people who are saying they are mature. Are they witnessing? What standard are they fulfilling? If they're not witnessing, what standard are they fulfilling? Again, this is uh, number four. You have a question. You, you evaluate yourself from one to ten. How well are you in that area? Okay, let's go to number five on, on uh, mature growth. Number five is exercising your faith. Exercising your faith. Can one measure a person's faith? Uh, probably not. But you can see it when they put it into action. You can see their, uh, their faith when they put it into action. Now let's go to the book of James. Let's go to James chapter 2 real quick. In James chapter 2. Verse 17, James says, Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. So we need to have our faith being worked. We need to work our faith. Uh, Romans, uh, Abraham, speaks of Abraham having faith in Romans chapter 4. 
In Romans chapter 4, looking at verse 20, uh, no one, speaking of Abraham, no unbelief or distress made him waver, doubtingly questioning concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. So we need to give praise and glory to God for, for faith. Going out, receiving faith. Romans 10, 17, we need to have faith continue Continuing our faith, developing our faith. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And second, this will go along with that uh, scripture. In second uh, Corinthians chapter 4, second Corinthians chapter 4, looking at uh, Verse 18, while we look not at the things which are seen, but are things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So if you're having faith, you, you, you're able to see the spiritual, spiritual things. You're, you're calling on those things that be not as though they were. Okay. That's our fifth things, spiritual growth. Or exercising your faith. Are you exercising your faith? One to ten. Evaluate yourself. Okay, let's look at number six. Number six, turn with me to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33. In Jeremiah, chapter 33. We've read this, this numerous times, but Jeremiah chapter 33, looking at verse 33, it says, Call upon me, God says, Call upon me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. In other words, we need to be seeking God. We need to be seeking God. It means we need to, we need to be, be intimate with God. We need to be intimate with God. There should be a continued hunger in our life for a deepening love a deepening first love so remember in, in the book of revelations one of the churches one of the churches says uh, i have one thing against you you lost your first love so we we need to be continue to seek god and his love transformation can be seen when there is a revival to desire to know God more intimately and to experience his love and work more perfectly. Uh, let's now turn to Psalms 91. That's Psalms 91. Glory to God. In Psalms 91, look at verse 15. It says, he shall call upon me, and I, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. From the Amplified, he shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So seeking God. We need to seek God. John chapter, this, is, this ties in with it. It's familiar, John 15, John chapter 15. Verse, verse 7 says, If ye abide in me, my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. 
So seeking God intimately. Now you say this is this is the same thing as knowing the scriptures. We know we know there's some people that know the scriptures in and out. They can quote it up and down, backwards, you know, and all that type of stuff. And if we know what if we look back in Jesus' time, there were people that were able to quote the scriptures back and forth, but they were not intimate with God. We have to not only know the scripture, but we need to be intimate with God. We cannot, those that knew the word of God were the Pharisees and Sadducees. They knew the word, but they were not intimate. We have to learn to be intimate, not only know the word, but we need to be intimate with God, have a good conversation with him, in other words. Okay. How intimate are you with God? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Where are you at? Do you carry a conversation with him daily? Or is it, hi, goodbye, you know, see you later. I'm busy, I'm, I'm late. Well, what made you late? The devil made me do it. <laughs> okay. We want to be intimate with God. We just don't want to be a Pharisee or a Sadducee. Just knowing the words, we want to be intimate with God. Okay, the seventh thing. We're, we're about ready to close it out. Seventh thing we need to do is build relationships with others. Building relationships with others. Our faith is personal, but is not intended to be private. Okay. Jesus established a church for our collective good. That means we need to come together. Hebrews 10.25, we need to come together for our collect and for our collective growth. As humans, we are naturally and uh, relationally uh, come together. And in the spirit, we need to be the same. We need to come together in spirit. It says, one, one spot says that we should be one in spirit. That means when we come together, we need to be one in spirit. Okay? As believer, believers, our relationship with others should be developed. In Proverbs 17, 17, it says, A friend loves at all times. Are you loving your brothers and sisters in the Lord? Oh, yeah, well, I don't know, you know. I thought they were my friends. They, they used to come over, and, you know. Or I went over to the house and says, Not now, they shut the door on me, and I... You know, they didn't apologize for it. They didn't give me a reason to just leave. You know, a friend loves for at all times, okay? In Ecclesiastics chapter 4, verses 9 through 10, it says a true friend is profitable. It says, if one falls down, there's someone else to pick you up. So we need to have a, a good relationship with others that will help us. When we're feeling down in the mullet grubbies, they should be able to come over and give us, some, give us a shot of joy. You know, encourage us. Or if you've, you're down in, in the mullet grubs and you go to that individual, that individual should lift you up. Say, hey, you're more than a conqueror. You're, you're a blessed. What you put your hand to shall prosper. Forget about the past. This is the new day. This is, this is a new day of blessing. Glory to God. Okay. Um, in Acts chapter 2 and verse 42, they said they, they continued steadfastly in faith, going from house to house, eating together. And they also said they had communion together. So we need to have this building of relationship. 
What's in that person's house? Is there something you can share? You know, something you have that you can give to them or vice versa? You know, know what that person is. You know, going to someone's house, sometimes you find out the cupboards are old mother hovered. Had a cupboard, it was bare, you know, I mean. Going to someone's house, maybe you find out, hey, you know, I can bless them bringing some of this food or something. Or, you know, that's a good true friend. Amen. So we need to build our relationships. In Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 and 5, it says, thank God. He says, I thank, Paul says, I thank God for you and for your fellowship. How many, how many of you are going out to, you know, I really, I really enjoy your fellowship. I'm, I'm glad you came today. You know, going on, speaking about in the foyer. You know, I'm glad to see you. What have you been doing lately? Is there something, you know, maybe can we go out and have a cup of coffee or something? You know, develop a relationship with, with other people. You know, too, too many of, of us is, uh, we are a one-note song. You know, we don't want to chime in with anybody else because we feel that we're an outsider or they would be an outsider. So I don't want you messing up my song. So we need to have good relationship with our friends. Thank you. And thank them for their fellowship. Come, Gloria, I'm, I'm happy that you're here today. We, you know, this is what I got out of the sermon or what did you get out of the sermon? I mean, this is uplifting one another. Oh, you didn't get anything out of it? This is what I got out of it. Da, 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 da. Maybe you can help them out that way. You know, if they're down, down well, the pastor was talking about me. <laughs> well, you know, the one, he talked about me in the, the first verse, so, you know, you don't, know, feel, don't need to feel in the mully grubbies. He, he's talking to us all. He's talking through the Holy Spirit that's touching our hearts, so we need to have that fellowship. Glory to God. And in 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, it says, If we walk in the light, we will have fellowship with one another. That means we need to come together. We need to walk in light. Read. The only way you can walk in light is through the word together. What did God show you this week? Oh, glory to God. That is so neat. You know, God hasn't shown me that, but I'm, I'm, would you pray with me that God would show me uh, something uh, that I need to do in this area? That's walking in light. That's sharing. Sharing what you have. Sharing your faith. Glory to God. Okay, one through, one through ten. Where are you at building relationships? I'm in and out. Nobody likes me. I'm going to eat worms. Well... Hello. That's we need to want. We need people need fellowship. They, you might think, well, they 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 don't need anybody. You know, they're a happy-go-lucky person. Find out. You know, they have an advertisement on television, and the people are always you know some it's for some drug or something. But anyway, I'm going to use this. And the people have this frown on their face, but in their back pocket they have a a round thing. With the happy, you know, the happy face and those things, and so when people come up to them, they got this frown on the face. They stick this thing up in front of them. You don't know what's in person's heart, even though they got a 
smile on the face, they might be having a hard time in here. So the only way you're going to find out is have some fellowship with them. Okay. We finally come to the end. Oh, there's more than that, but I mean, I'm taking more time than it's necessary here. Number eight on our list, being unashamed. Being unashamed. As Christians, we are, are to lead an exemplary life. Exemplary, exemplary life. Okay? Unashamed in presenting one's own life as being aligned with the Lord Jesus Christ. Why are you so different? Well, I, I, I'm a Christian. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. He saved me. He set me free. And I'm, and I'm obligated and I want to share the good news with you. Okay. Romans 1.16 says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, for in it is salvation to all. So we need not be ashamed of the gospel. We can't be ashamed of things. We are to speak the word of God with boldness, clarity, and conviction. So don't give the enemy a foothold or, or toehold any longer. Don't let that enemy tell you, oh, you can't do it. Well, what are people going to think of you? You're going to be ashamed. You go to what church? Well, that kind of, that's a crazy place. Don't be ashamed. The gospel is being shared, given, and I'm going out to share it with others, okay? Uh, okay, in conclusion, there's an adage. If you aim at nothing... You will hit it every time. If you aim at nothing, you will hit it every time. It's time that we abandon compromise in our lives and focus on to make the adjustments to ensure that we walk on the paths to revival, growth, and maturity in the things of God. At the very heart of, of, of the Christian work is to make disciples for the Lord Jesus Christ. This should not be on the fringe side of our lives, but it should be the center of our lives. So it's high time we all should go to work and fulfill the call of, of a believer. Amen. From 1 to 10, are you being, are you being unashamed? From 1 to 10, are you unashamed? Again, only you can answer those. Uh, give you the now with the papers that you've signed I like <laughs> yeah. you know, I would say most people would feel good if they made per 30 percent on those but uh, as believers we need to be better than that as active believers we we need to be in a high percentage not down there. Okay. Let's all stand. We'll, we'll close. Thank you for coming out. Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks. I thank you, Lord, that uh, being who we are, Father God, a child of yours, Father God, thank you, Lord, that, that we need to be courageous, bold, Father God, firm in what we believe and what we are to share. 
We thank you, Lord, that you give us each a good night's rest and endeavors for ready for the endeavors tomorrow, Father God. And Father God, may we, Father God, show some maturity, Father God, in the following day, days and weeks. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>